everyone, and welcome back to yet another episode of our A-League show. My name is Joseph Esposito, and I'm joined here tonight, as always, by Mr. Matthew Vidiello. Matthew, how are you going? Good, thank you, Joseph. Good to see you. Good to be here with you again. Of course, mate. As always, as always. Well, for tonight's show, it, it is slightly different. Obviously, we don't have any games on this weekend due to the international break. So, we thought that we'd, you know, it gave us the most, the, you know, the perfect opportunity to look back on the first four rounds of the uh, of the season so far and just kind of see you know just kind of compare to what our initial thoughts were of the season and you know there was a and then I do have uh, a topic that I want to talk about surrounding the marquees themselves especially KSK Honda sounds good and then just at the top or at the top of the show to finish off I thought we'd talk about the Socceroos just briefly just touch on that because we've seen their new squad come out you know with a handful of A-League players there yeah so right to kick things off tonight epi- uh, sorry episode Episode four, what am I doing? Rounds one to four. Okay, so my first question for you, mate, to kick off the show. General all-round feeling, you know, off the bat, how are you feeling about these first four rounds in terms of, you know, the excitement, you know, in terms of, like, the crowds? Obviously, we've had the FFA Cup final. I think it's been good, in a way, to boost, you know, the start of the season. I I think, obviously, um, going into the season, you and I were pretty excited about everything. Mm -hmm. And if we go back and listen to that podcast, we made a fair few predictions, a fair few (laughs) things that we wanted to see. And I think a lot of that has been fulfilled so far. The marquees that we've wanted to perform have... You know, everyone's sort of stepped up so far. Yep. The teams we've asked to show us signs of life have shown us signs yeah, of life. Almost all, yeah. Yeah, and with the FA Cup final thrown in there um, a couple of weeks ago as well, I think we've really seen a renewed interest in the game. Mm-hmm. And especially having, I'm sure we'll get to them later, but especially having successes of teams like Perth and Adelaide, mm-hmm. who in recent years haven't always found success, yeah. it's been great to get those other states off the eastern coast mm. involved in yep. Australian football. Definitely. Or well, at least at least right like right up there again. So yeah. where you'd think, you know, someone like Perth should be, knowing their history, you know, obviously been around for such a long time now. Yeah. But um have you ever been I guess, you know, looking back now, you know, you're just saying it now, we've had that we had that, you know, not a debate, but you know, we discussed the other week about the the timing of the FFA Cup. Um and I guess even looking at it now, I guess one real positive thing is it's a really good way to kick off the season in terms of bringing that, you know, added interest, you know, into the game. So, which is probably a really good thing. I think it really gives it, uh, it gives one team, provided that it's not going to be the team that's the favourite for the title every year. No. It gives one team that little bit of an extra boost. Yep. And even the team in the final, it gives them that extra edge. I mean, we look at Sydney, lost the final in tragic circumstances. What did they do on the Friday? Yeah, they right. went and they went to Melbourne, Melbourne. in Melbourne, yeah. and they battered Melbourne yeah. City, which is one of the which is supposed to be one of the league's front runners. Yeah. So, I, I I think it's a very good added element. The test with this season, as it always is, is when you've only got ten teams in the league and nine opponents. Come January, when the football's chock a block every single day. Mm-hmm. Is this going to get stale and boring? Yeah, that's right. Where... Has this league still got more to give us mm-hmm. in one or two months' time? And I think that's you're hoping that that's where the league itself and the governing body is targeting. Because I guess you know, like anything really, I guess you know when the start of a season there is always that excitement there that it's back, and then you know you get the you know the summer of football. You know a lot of people. You know, the crowds are still pretty steady then. You know, there is good interest because, you know, people are having the time off work. School there's always school holidays. There's always that great feeling around Christmas time, the weather and so on. So it is that sticky period, you know, post 
you know, the post-mortem of that, where they hopefully are targeting, you know, to bring that interest. And I think that, like you said and mentioned, you know, having having these other teams, you know, they're not other teams, but the teams that haven't been as successful in recent years back up there and hopefully still there come that time, I think that that could be a massive boost, you know, not not just your Sydney, you know, and your Sydney and uh, Melbourne Melbourne teams up Correct. there, you know. So, um I think that right now it's looking good. So fingers, yeah, and fingers I'm crossed. sure we'll um we'll be here in six or seven or eight weeks' time, sitting in the mm-hmm. sitting in the studio discussing it, mate. Yes, exactly. Hopefully, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but mate, again, initial thoughts. Next question in regards to and I might sound a bit stupid. We have just touched on it now. Well, I might change the question here because the question I was asking was the initial thoughts about how the table is looking. And obviously, we've said it's great that we have other teams up there. Do you think that it's good? Do you think that it's still a positive that we still have, you know, your Sydney's up there and victory starting to get a move on? I think it. it's hard to say because at this point in the season, I think we've seen enough of every team to still judge them on performances, mm-hmm. not just from their results in their table alone. Yep. And I think... I've seen something from every team, maybe bar one, which I'm sure I'll touch on later. Yep. Give that one a long run up. I think I've seen something in every team to mm-hmm. tell me that they could be doing better, better. than they are, yep. which is a good thing because you want improvement, don't oh, you? Oh, for sure. Completely. Yeah. And I think like, you know, even, um, uh, you know, even like on, on a higher level in terms of like Sydney, you know, a lot of Sydney fans kicking themselves that that essentially almost gave, you know, get, you know, threw, threw three points away in the end to Newcastle at the end. So yeah. even that and like on the top end, like of the, you know, the highest performing terms of the last couple of years, there is even like those room for improvement. So every team like you have seen, we, we have seen what the, what they have to offer, but even like the teams at the top, which we know what we're going to expect from them, still showing signs of things they need to improve on. So as a whole, yeah. Um, but yeah, again, it obviously is great that we have those two teams up there. Can I ask you one uh-huh. on on the table as it stands? I believe it's Perth, Sydney, City, Victory, yes, Adelaide, Western Sydney, Brisbane, yeah, ish, yeah, yeah, yeah you're there, you, you, your top six exclude mm. Brisbane, Wellington, Newcastle, Central Coast. Mm-hmm. They're outside the top six. Come the end of the season, could you see that being the case? No, I still think. For me, I I still think that. Uh, once they really get going, I really like. I don't know why. I just really like Brisbane this year. I don't know Ooh. why. Yeah, I just think. Um, you know, obviously, I am. Uh, you know, weighing high hopes on. Uh, if that makes sense, on Adam Taggart. Yeah. You know, to do well this year, but I don't know. I just something about them. I, I've I've watched a few of their games now, and I, and I think they're one of the teams that could, if they can capitalize around this busy summer, I think that they could really catapult themselves. You know up there even to like a top four into a top four side so because okay. I all you know you, you look at the at the years gone by in the in, in the past seasons that you know if we just look at these last two to three seasons it's really been Sydney and Melbourne up there but then it's been a real dog fight in between those you know what third to sixth position even just you know we've seen in the last couple of years just how close it's been I think which is a really positive thing as well for the league is that there's still coming in the last two you know two three rounds of the season Teams still fighting for that that final spot, but yeah. um, now getting back to the original question, I think from what I've seen so far, uh, I mean Newcastle should be, you know, thinking, you know, as we've said, you know, but should they? We'll get onto that. We'll get onto okay. that soon. We will get onto that soon. <laughs> but no, I think that if there's one team that could really, really, I, I think, be you know, inside that top six for me, I think it's Brisbane right now. Okay, time yeah. will tell. Yeah, time, time will tell. tell. So, well, mate, um. Moving forward, my next question from the first four rounds, biggest surprise team 
Team? Yeah, we'll go team first. Hmm. Biggest surprise. For me, I know I, I did tip them for greatness at the start of the year. Mm-hmm. I would like to say Adelaide United. Yep, they are minus one. The way yeah. Marco Kurz has gotten them to buy into his system, mm-hmm. and um, I've spoken about it before, but the evolution he's had from purely just hard work mm-hmm. to hard work beating a very good team mm. to hard work obliterating a bad team, as he did two weeks ago against mm-hmm. Central Coast, it was it was fantastic. It's a shame that he couldn't go that step further and give Perth a bit more of a test, mm. but I've been incredibly impressed by them. Mm. What have you got to say about Adelaide? Yeah, Adelaide, well, I mean, I, I, when I, for me, obviously the two biggest, the two biggest surprises I think we can both agree on have been Adelaide and Perth. Perth the fantastic. only reason, uh, at the same time, but at the same time when we looked at the start of the season, I'm not terribly surprised, I'm not terribly surprised that Perth are, are, are up there. Did you think they would hit the ground running this quickly without um, a Spiranovic and a Castro? No. Did I think that they would be in the top six? Yes, but yes. I didn't think they'd be top of the table. And I guess at the same at the same time, if I look back at it and look at the team and like I know where I predicted, I'm not completely surprised that they are where they are because they have a great team, a great manager, and they probably if they, if they, and I said if they hit the ground running, that they was they had every reason to be where they are, and I think they proved that against uh, Adelaide. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So, they're, so they're so comprehensive. Yeah, they're fantastic. Um, next question, right? So yeah, so but I will say sorry on Adelaide. Uh, I, I did I did tip them not to be in the top six this year, and I, I think you know we are we are only four rounds in. And I'm not saying they. I'm not, I'm not saying they're going to be in the top six by the end of the season, but. I think that would be my biggest shock if someone like Adelaide wouldn't be in it by the end. So Yes, um, given their start. Yeah, you can just see it's not like they're playing the most attractive football in the world. They just want to win. Yeah, they and really- and that's like like you said, it's uh, you know, in a in a very tight game against Sydney, all it, all it came down to in that game was games like that. It's just there, you know. Who wants to, who wants to win it the more? The one percenters, the yeah. one percenters, and they they are starting to finally do that. So after, you know, since winning the league, they haven't really, you know, done much. So, um, yeah, sorry, you want to say something? One, one more surprise: Marcus Babbel still in a job. We're, yeah, we, <laughs> yes! we came, we came yeah. very close yeah, yeah, in that Sydney derby. Oh. But you and I both tipped him yeah. um, at the start of the year to have some type of falling out. Four rounds in. Well done, Marcus. If you're yep. listening. Yeah, yeah we're, very, oh, we're very happy. <laughs> oh, mate. And, oh, but credit, credit to him as well. He's playing a type of football that we haven't seen the Wanderers really explore No, well, they before. are starting. They are starting. Like, good young there is, side. There as well. Um, yeah, definitely Mariners are... Oh, sorry, Mariners. <laughs> sorry, the Wanderers uh, for that. Uh, no, they are They are definitely playing a different style of football. Which Finish is strong. Great. Top six. You heard it here first. Really? Yep. Wow. Okay. Well, we'll have to jot that down. I remember that one. Um... I think we're going to have the same team here. Mm-hmm. My next question, biggest disappointment. See, I know who you're going to say. and because, I know who you're going to say. You're going to say Newcastle are the biggest disappointment. Yes. If you go back four weeks, the writing has been on the wall with that club. Yeah, I know you said that. They're, yeah, they're yeah. not... Uh, look, I was... Look, I was... I was bang, what I was weighing all my opinion on was the fact purely that because I hadn't made a whole lot of changes that, you know... Consistency. What, consistency and, like, just the... They, you know, the... The, the community feel you'd, you'd imagine that they would have in the change room. But, mm. uh, yeah, you know, it's – yeah, like as I said, I, I think Newcastle I, – I, I still – I'm still going to give give hope to Newcastle. I have been disappointed in them massively. But then again, I think they showed a a bit of fight. Newca- Newcastle over the last couple of weeks in the games that they've played, if they were down 1-0, 
you know, would have kind of just, we wouldn't have seen much. So it, it is it is an achievement in itself to, in the dying minutes, you know, find a result against a very strong Sydney side. So maybe it could be, they could be another team, like I said, with Brisbane. You know, if they, I think the biggest thing for um, for Newcastle is they've just got to stick together. And, you know, every, every team this year, will have a rough patch, I think. They've got to wait for Roy O'Donovan to get back. Yeah, Roy's, Roy's obviously not the be-all and end-all for them, but just having someone. It's like what we've said about Adelaide, what Adelaide are desperate for. Adelaide desperately need a striker. So, um, you know, Bubba Diawara hasn't been up to it at all. And George Blackwood, shoulder. So, yeah, um, yeah I think that... Yeah, but Newcastle, of course, Look, they have the, been t- the template's there for Newcastle, obviously, and this is why. We know that they can be a great team. Mm. And with a player like Ronald Vargas, although he might not do the things that Petrados at his best and Naboo at his best did last year, Ronald Vargas is an incredible player. Oh, fantastic. I'm those, just, that, those last 20 minutes against Sydney, he was, he was taking the pits. Yeah, since, oh, he is a fantastic player. That's just a shame he injured himself last season, but... I'm just worried. The only thing that I'm worried about, I guess more so not even the not even the, the starting lineup or the squad itself. Maybe just a bit worried about that, you know, and it'll start to come into question now, the uh the Merrick second season syndrome. Yeah. So um time will tell, I guess. Yeah. So for me, um a disappointing team for me has been Melbourne City. Just yeah. the the talent they've got at their disposal and the resources they have behind that club, it's they're, they're quality footballers. And you look at the weekend, and Luke Bratton's not even in the squad. He's told yeah. he's told not to play. You know, Riley McGree. You and I both lauded the fact that mm. Riley McGree went there, and Riley McGree could be a star. Yeah, mm. doesn't start the first game of the season. Yeah, fair enough. He's been off at the Ballon d'Or shindig or whatever. The proves push Warren yeah. Joyce. Um, proves Warren Joyce wrong. Pretty much single-handedly wins. The single-handedly derby, yeah. wins a derby against Melbourne Victory, and. It, it doesn't seem like Warren Joyce is getting the best out of him at the moment. Mm, yeah. It doesn't seem like Warren Joyce is getting the best out of any of his yeah. attacking players at his disposal. I mean, the fact that it took four rounds for Bruno to get his first goal was kind of a sign of itself. And I guess, yeah, maybe, you know, maybe they are more so, you know, more disappointing than Newcastle being because, and they're in the top six, you know what I mean? But, but it's like, it's just been the story. It's been, it has been the story. And like, you know, yeah, we are only four rounds in, but, you know, we have to be, you know, you, we have to we have to act in this situation. We have to act like we're a Melbourne City fan, and Melbourne City fans would be like squealing inside. You Absolutely. know, they, you know how long until you know we we're you know under this City Football Group umbrella, we have everything. You know, we have the best. They do. They have the best facilities in the league, hands down, miles yeah, above absolutely. anyone else. How long until teams like you know your Sydney's come down here and we spank them? Not yeah. You know, it, it would be. I would say you know. You have to give every season time. Yeah, there's only four rounds in, but you know, if that was, if that was, you know, if that was Sydney this year, every Sydney fan would be the same. They'd be like, "What the hell's going on?" So I think Melbourne fans, not the right, you know, kick, kick down the door or anything like that, but you know, they should definitely be expecting better from from their team. Would another sure. coach get more out of that team? You don't know. I guess you don't. You don't. You never know. I until think. It I think it's something that the. Yeah. If City Football Group care, I think mm. it's something they should be. thinking Well, we about, might see if they're you know still. I think. It, I think it would frustrate me more as a Melbourne City fan if they were beating. If they were beating the bad teams and they just weren't there against the top end teams. That that is just that's just like why the hell are we here? But you know, they like, look. They've beaten Wellington. Mm. Over the weekend, uh, over last weekend, mm. and they're losing to Sydney. They're, yeah. they're scraping, they just beat Mariners, they're scraping yeah. victory. They drew against the Mariners. Oh, sorry, drew. Sorry, my apologies. They're, they're, they did, they're they did, scraping yeah. victories against mm. um, victory in the first game of the season. Mm. It, 
it's going to be the same. I, I really hope it isn't because mm. I want to see them competitive. But I feel like it's just going to be the same old yeah. story with well, Melbourne City get, this year. Maybe if come Christmas time, it could be something that you'd hope the City Football yeah. uh, Group look into. If this, you know, just kind of the, just just you know, a name on a table sort of thing, mm. a name in the league is just yeah. there. So. Or otherwise, you know, they'll do what they do. They'll finish fourth, yeah. fifth, or sixth, and they'll get knocked out in yeah. the finals. Completely, mate. Completely. And to finish off before we get into our uh, other two topics. Uh, who really needs to start clicking into gear? Apart from the team I've just mentioned, I would say Central Coast need to yeah, find something to convince. We've had um, same very similar thoughts here. Something they need to convince their fans of that mm. it's worth it. You, you know, they haven't beat Melbourne Victory since 2013. Yeah, that's fair. 2013, that's Joseph. Terrible. That's so bad. Yeah, like it, you, in a nine-team league. There can't be fixtures where you go into saying we're not going to win this. It's a nine-team oh, league. Bloody hell. There's, there's only, you know, so many possible away games that you can go to. You can't be riding off fixtures as a club. You need to be yeah. competitive in every completely, game. Completely. Um, five, five years. Five years. And it's something like 14 games. It's ridiculous. And the other person I think needs to click into gear is John Aloisi. This is his team. He's been building this team since 2015. They're coming, Matty. He's been building this team since 2015. The coming. And what, what's Brisbane Raw's identity? Oh, no. no they need to make... I know they've been in the finals, but for me, it just feels like the Aloisi brothers and that club have been on a... are on a downward trend. Yeah, I just feel there's a lot of... You know, there's a handful of clubs now that are just kind of sitting on the precipice of, like, being there and really being there sort of thing, you know. Mm. And uh, I think, you know, over this... Over this, you know, Christmas period, you know, we can even say it is, you know, this Christmas holiday period, summer period, a lot of teams have really got to stamp their, put their mark, you know, on the season. Uh, otherwise, it'll just be a repeat of what we've seen over the last couple of years, barring, you know, your your Perth and Adelaide's being up there. So He won't be here next year, John Aloisi. He won't be here next year. Unless they have a strong run. Unless they have an incredibly strong season, he won't Finish be top here four? next year. Won't be there? No. Nah. Be cool. Okay. You, mate, you're dropping bombs tonight. Yeah. But, uh, well, look, mate. Moving, well, I'm the same with Mariners, so I, I tend to agree with you there. We'll move on uh, to the second topic of the night, and that is our marquee so far. Uh, now, before we get to the, the main topic uh, discussion point here, I want to ask, who do you think has been the most underwhelming marquee so far? Marquee Visa player? Marquee or... that's, mar- marquee that's uh, you know, that's either been here already, okay. or that's now a Visa player, or that's been, that, that has uh, come in this season. Okay. Uh, Bubba Diawara, I feel. I don't know what the story is with him, whether mm-hmm. it's injuries, whether he's just not Absolutely. fit, yeah. whether injuries are meaning he's not fit, but it seems like this story's been going on for a couple of years now, mm-hmm. and if Adelaide United haven't picked up on the fact, they probably should have before they realise that we have an amazing team that needs a big front man to complete yep. it, mm-hmm. and we've got this guy, <laughs> and he's not. He, they're not able to rely on him. Oh, no. no so he, he's been incredibly disappointing. Um and like you think that they're and where where Adelaide are and how they're playing this year, right. if they get someone that can if they if, if they honestly they can get someone that scores 10, 15, it does that doesn't even score it not even like an, an Adam Lafonda or someone that's going to bang in goal after goal they can score add ten to fifteen goals a season that that that, yeah. that really that pushes Adelaide like to the pinnacle of the league you know in terms of percentages and stuff so it'd be the difference yeah oh, completely my um my underwhelming player has been Ross McCormack. Mm. And I think that uh, Ross, you know, we, we've said that Mariners have been underperforming, but I just think Ross, you know, there's, 
I don't know, like he's, he's half, you know, when he was at City, obviously that he scored, you know, what, 15 odd goals in uh, how many games? 10 games this year? Or yeah, 10 games fantastic. In. Last season, sorry, my apologies, not this season. And yeah, this season he just, he, he has to do the same. So, and they, that not, not that quickly over, you know, a 10 game spam, but just in terms of the run of the season, he needs to start putting chances away because he is getting himself in areas and, uh, yeah, they, I think they desperately need him to, to really start clicking to gear alongside the whole the whole uh, Mariners squad. Yeah, the Mariners need to show a little bit more fight mm-hmm. in this season. He, um, You want an anecdote about Ross yeah. McCormack on yeah, the weekend? On. So I actually, I don't think I've ever seen Ross play, or if I have, it was in a Melbourne derby. And live. I, I wasn't brave enough live. to do this live. Mm. Obviously, I'm a Fulham supporter. So I brought my 2014-15 uh, Fulham shirt. It doesn't have Ross's name on the back, but mm. I thought, you know what I might do? It's Sunday night. There's not going to be many Central Coast fans down there. After the game, I'll go put my... Pull him top on and yeah. go stand in the away corner and wait for him to come in, you yeah, know, yeah, to come yeah. over and say hello to the fans, try and get it signed by him, meet yeah, him. You yeah. know, he, he's got a lot of goals yeah. for my club. Anyway, straight off down the tunnel, didn't get to see him. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if he's here coming to the end of the season, <laughs> Ross, if you're listening, <laughs> I'm, I'm really keen to meet him, mate. I'll be, I'll, be sta- I'll be the only kid in the Fulham shirt standing in the um, in the Mariners away bay waiting sitting for you. There, sitting there like a kid on Christmas. Yeah, Cheers, with a Ross. Sharpie. <laughs> with a Sharpie. Yes. Oh, how good. How good. Um, <laughs> moving on, who is still finding their feet, do you feel? Can I say mine first? Yeah, go. Oriel Riera. Yeah, okay. He has gotten back into form, yeah. but which is a good thing, but in terms of he's still kind of getting himself going and only now, you know, four games in, he is starting to put, you know, he's put a couple of goals away now, which and is really good. You can tell every time they are going in, you can see the look of relief, relief on his on face. His face yeah. I think it was the first two he didn't score in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and even that penalty in Mudgee on the weekend, yeah. he's hit it, it's come off, mm. and then he's had to re-tap it in. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Um, he, yeah, he's a bit hit and miss, isn't he? Yeah, but I kind of feel like if he, I feel like that any, well, I don't feel like he is that type of striker. If he can put four or five away in concession, yeah, he'll be like an animal and he would be a pain in the rear end for even the best defenders in the league to, yeah, to look after. Would. Tall, strong, he can finish, you know, with his head, mm. his feet. So, well, um, yeah. That leads into one of mine because I had two. Mm. I would say um, Alex Baumjohan. Yep. Well, I'm finally getting the name right of it. Yeah, it you know, yep. I, I've I've been finding my feet on the surnames of all of yes, mate, you've done players. very well. You've done very well. You've done. Very I think well. Bamiyan, he, we can see it's there. Mm-hmm. He just needs to start taking control of games now. And it seems like Babel, and maybe it's just a symptom of the Wanderers. The Wanderers are starting to find their feet. Yeah, because now Kamau's clicking. Riera's starting to get up to speed and mm-hmm. put them away. And Bamiyan, who was really running games at the start of the season. Mm-hmm sort of tailed off a bit. If we can get all of those cogs working together, we might see them shoot up the league. The yep. other one was Ronald Vargas. We saw in the last 20 yep. minutes played, after, yeah. at, you know, as it stands, that... A McDonald, he, uh, McDonald Jones. And McDonald so. Jones, Ronald McDonald. <laughs> um, <laughs> he was fantastic. He, yeah. can, he can pull teams apart. And Newcastle last year, I know it's, you know, ifs and buts, but had they had him oh. in, a, in, a, in a final with a full season behind him, mm. maybe things might have been different, a different, different story. Thing. Oh, for sure. For sure. Well, um, my next question, who has surprised you the most, Visa and or Marquee? Okay. So mine's a Marquee. See, mm. let me know when you can pick it. He's a Marquee. Mm. From what I understand, he's the um, second Marquee, not the, not the highest paid tier one Marquee mm-hmm. on his team. And he's been at his club for a number of years now. Who do you think it is, Joseph? Hmm. 
He's a man having a fantastic oh, season. Oh, yes, I think... Uh, yeah, it's James Troisi. Yeah, James Troisi, yes. James Troisi has been phenomenal. Yeah. Now, he's been a boo boy for a lot of Victory supporters um, among the years. A lot of the supporters think that, you know, he we carried him into the finals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then a few of his performances in the finals sort of not justified mm. his inclusion, but... He started to show why he what, should be there. Why, why he should be there. This season, he's been a completely different player. He's mm-hmm. having the best season he's ever had for the victory. And there was a season there where he scored, uh, I think, eleven or fourteen goals, yep. and then went to an Asian Cup and won an Asian Cup mm-hmm. for for our Socceroos. I'm sure you were there. Yes, I was. We both were there. We both were there. Um, um, he he's he's been phenomenal this year. He's just found another gear. Right-footed passes, balls over the top, long shots, dribbles, nutmegs, the the whole package. But see what you're saying there. And I do tend to agree with you. He has been fantastic this year. And I will touch on it briefly, even though we will talk about him in depth next. I think Honda's been a massive reason why Troisi has been the player that he is this year. Because you, what you just mentioned then, you didn't even mention like defensive work rate, his defensive work, because he's not that type of player. Correct. And having someone like Honda in the midfield doing that work, whereas last year, it's like, you know, you can look at what people say about Paul Pogba. If Pogba has someone like a Kante behind him doing that defensive work, which he loves, well, then Pogba is one of the best players in the you know, can be one of the best players in the world on his day. You look at someone like Troisi, he can, on his with, with that in mind, and I think that's what Musket's done really, really well, and having, of course, um, my apologies, I've just forgotten the other centre midfielder. Raul Boehner. Raul Boehner, sorry, I was going to say Raul. Carvalari in recent weeks as well. All runners. Yeah. All runners, all runners. And, I mean, with your football teams, when you sign your players and you have your choices, you need to go in, your, go in on, on your strengths. And you can't expect James Troisi now to be a defensive work rate player if he's never been that player anyway. Yeah. And he has been fantastic, and things are starting to come off for him now, and he's been... You know, huge for victory uh, in the last couple of weeks, uh, for sure. My um, my one, my two that have surprised me. My first one actually, I've been kind of surprised with Stephen Taylor. Yeah, okay. I just think he's been a real, you know, he's not he he, he hasn't set the world. Obviously, he's not going to set the world on fire. Mm. But I think that you know they've well, he's had a pretty steady start, better be- a lot better than you know recent years, and um. I think he's having a real positive... Uh, obviously, he's having a positive effect, but, like, just in terms of he's not... You know, we're not talking about him week in, week out, but he's probably just probably... You know, well, I'd imagine, you know, quietly going about his business, mm. you know, still well within uh, within his years, uh, not, like, past it or anything like that. And, um, you know, he's popped up with a goal, probably could have had... Definitely should have had two yeah. already, but... Um, Almost like the leader that Wellington haven't bit, had. That's what I was going to ask you. A bit of a, that's what I was going to say. A bit of a leader with yeah, the Wellington just, dressing room. Someone the fans can get behind. And, and he's not, you know, he wouldn't have a massive ego because he's just never been that player anyway. He's never been yeah. that. He was never a huge player in the Premier League. Just a good player who earned, mm. earned his. He was a player that had to earn his games in the Premier League. He was never there because of his name or yeah. his stature or anything. And I think he's just been a really good leader for them. So let, let um, me just um, continue that trend and yeah. earn a bit of goodwill with the Central Coast supporters because mm-hmm. I've been pretty harsh on yeah, them. Yeah. Khalifa Cisse has been. Oh very yeah, good. huge. And I, I'm yeah, not sure huge. if it's because Central Coast have not been great, and mm. when you're a centre back in a struggling team, you you tend to stand yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. But he's been he's been a bit of a revelation. Every game we've watched, we've said that you know, you know bar bar one or two mistakes here and there, or something like that he has been really good. He mm. has been very very good. So, um, and my other one who surprised me, I, and I, I think I can say I don't think anyone expected this is just Adam Lafondre, just his goal scoring. Just quickly. I, I did not think he'd score that many goals, and he looks up for it, doesn't for he? It. Oh, he just looks. Yeah, he just loves to be a part of it. Um, 
and hopefully it's something that continues. So now, Matthew, Keisuke Honda. Yeah. Are we looking at our greatest ever marquee in the making? I think so. I yeah. think so. And I'm yeah. saying, um, you know, we've had, you know, you look at your visa plays. I mean, we can, you know, we can say this. I could have been a Wellington fan or anything. Milos Ninkovic has been huge for Sydney. Like probably one of the most, the most consistent marquees we've seen in recent times. It's still doing uh, it as well. Exactly. But I'm talking, you know, marquee levels of, you know, even had Dwight Howard in there. Uh, Dwight Howard, Dwight, York, Dwight, Dwight Howard, the basketballer. Uh, Dwight York, my apologies. Yeah. Uh, you know, at the beginnings of the league. But I'm Look. talking, you know, uh, Alessandro Del Piero and, of course, Shinji Ono. Obviously, our league has come on at, from from those Dwight Completely. York days. Mm-hmm. And they've even come on from those Shinji Ono, Del Piero days where we were picking up pl- – these are players that weren't in their prime. Emil no. Heskey. Honda on, yeah. is a player, not in his prime, but – I don't he's know still, got, still there, but yeah. He's still got years ahead of him, Honda. And you know what he has more than anyone else? that, And I've seen it firsthand at the club. Mm. He's got that football sex appeal that a league like ours needs to get some recognition. Yeah. A league like, our, a league like ours needs to get something on the map. And look, I flirted with the idea of Usain Bolt at mm. the start of the year, but I would much rather we go after players like Honda that are going to – people are going to prick their ears up and oh, notice exactly. us around the world. Saw, as soon as he put pen to paper, I said to you, as soon as he, I called you, I remember talking to you about it and I said, that this is this will be one of the biggest moves that this league has made in years. And I think that just the added interest that he's brought and, you know, you can feel the excitement and, and it's like – what it was when Del Piero would play because people, when they go away, when victory go away, it's people will want to go and see him play. And I'm, I'm, you know, using an educated, you know, guess here in a way that if people said people, a lot of people in football know who Casco Honda is, yeah. very well known, right, across even in Europe. And you know, even if you said to Milan fans, Casco Honda's playing in Australia, they go, oh. Geez, I kind of think he'd have a few more years before he'd, you know, yeah. play. Not, you know, but we know where we are in terms of world football. You know, we're not right up there or anything like that, but not yet. But, um, but no, I, 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 I think that, and I think a, a very big thing in his favour as well is that, much like what made Ono a revelation with Wanderers when he was there, is that when Del Piero was at Sydney, Del Piero was huge for the game, like getting bums on seats, bringing people to the game. But I think that. You know, especially in Sydney, there's, you know, the big the big cultural basis of Italians out in the west of Sydney that have long followed Marconi, their MPL club, and that's been their attachment prior to the Wanderers. Yeah. Is that Del Piero came, they went and watched him, and then they went back again. Barring, you know, a small a small slice of percentage of people that, that, that have hung around and, you know, continue to follow the club. But the big thing that was going against Sydney with El, Del Piero is that they weren't winning titles, they weren't challenging for leagues or anything like that. Now... Keske Honda, on Melbourne the other Will. hand. Melbourne Will. He's and he's top of the assist charts. He's top of chance creation mm. charts. His set pieces are yeah. immaculate, like yeah. nothing I've ever seen. Mm. At, I mean, at, yeah. at, in Australian football. Yeah, I mean, before. don't get me wrong. I mean, Del Piero was, like, scored a lot of goals and everything like yeah. that. Like, in terms of a whole. No, he's. Sydney made, you know, one or. They made, uh, what, in his two seasons. Uh, we made what one final series and we missed out on the other and we got yeah. knocked out in the first round of the, of the finals when he when he played. So yeah, um, but yeah, I think that you know Honda. I said it's like this is a move like this for someone because like you see, he still has years in him and um, 
this is how we, this is this is how you bring the game forward. This is how you bring fans into the game, and you know, long term invested fans into the game. And I, we, we've seen it already. And like yeah. I, it's, you know, I've come. I, I myself, I've come a long way from you know jumping in grandstands around Australia, following Sydney around, and you know, absolutely hating the victory and. You know FTT and all this and everything. Mm. You know, used to chant like, are, are they my favourite team in the world? No, but I'm still, but I still, I love watching them everywhere because I love watching him play. And you know, I'm you know even more invested now than I've always already been in the league. So, and I think that we're going to see a lot more people, a lot more fans that have, you know, people people that watch the World Cup. Mm. You know, he's been in what three World Cups now, and we've seen it already. The crowds are lifting. How many was there the at what we had? 20,000 on a Sunday 7pm. Yeah, that's... Mate, come on. Yeah, exactly. Like, that long may it continue as well. And it's credit to the man because from what I gather, the way, the standard he sets himself at and Mm. holds himself at is impeccable. Like like nothing this league's ever seen before. And the respect that he gives everyone as well is... And I will say for anyone listening... Whether you're a victory fan or not, go and follow KSK Honda on his social channels now. Even the work, if you want to see, and I think it's something I was saying to Matt, Matt, I sent to you earlier off air, is that if we'd had the coverage that he's giving almost with himself, like it seems like he's his own videographer, just following him and he puts up videos every day and they're proper, you know, Mm. edited videos and they're only 10, 15 seconds and, you know, he puts five on, you know, you get a minute there. And every day you're getting just a day-to-day life inside the life of a marquee. Put it this way. It's it's how how Juve fans and Italian football fans must be feeling about having Ronaldo in their league at the moment. Completely. Completely. It's just another thing. It's the same thing. And if we had, you know, if we had this, you know, social media was as big as, you know, it was big back then, but, you know, with Del Piero and and Ono and so on, just that extra insight. It is really cool. I I really enjoy watching it, just seeing what he's up to and, you know, what he does on a day-to-day basis. And, uh, yeah, long may continue. And I think that... You know, I'm looking, you know, a couple of months down track. But if both teams are carrying on the way they're going, I reckon we could be looking at one of the best games of football we've seen in a long time. And I'm not even talking about when we when they play each other next week. Australia Day when Victory plays Sydney in yeah. Melbourne. Huge game. Sydney fans love that trip because they love coming yeah. down to Melbourne. It's a great trip. And I think it's a really healthy, really, really strong rivalry now. And... You know, the teams are still getting going this season. And um, I think that right now, Victory are maybe a step or two below Sydney. And I think we may see that potentially uh, at our Oki Jubilee in Sydney in uh, two weeks' time. But I think come January, when both teams are really hitting their straps and they've had games and they've all gelled, uh, I think, you know, marquees and everything, that could be one of the great games it, this season. It could so, be one of the great games yeah. in Sorry, one of history. Tangent, it could yeah. be one of the great games in league history. Yeah, if, if LaFondra's still, you know, at it and yeah. Honda and, you know, Troisi and all those players, it's um, it's huge. Now, mate, just quickly, because uh, we, we, yeah. are, we are running steadily, not seems to very, very quickly running out of time here. Mm-hmm. Two quick questions. Are we going to give this one yes or no? Yep. Are you happy with the number? Sorry, talking about the Socceroos now, that is. Are you happy with the number of A-League inclusions in Arnold's squad, including okay. the trainers? Quickly, yes. Yeah. We can't just jump on these A-League players when they come to form. There's mm-hmm. players like Awa Mobile and Martin Boyle. Um, Craig Goodwin, obviously, has been around a while. And yep. Jamie McLaren, who has been around a while but hasn't really gotten a chance. We need to, we need to give them their chance mm-hmm. before we jump on whoever's in form in the A-League, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And to finish off, last question, sorry, because we, we have run over time. 
can can you see more A League players being included in this Asian Cup squad if they you know not just train ons like you know, we're saying Ryan Grant is a train on at the moment and yeah I, I agree Ryan Grant should be there but mm-hmm. because he's the best Australian right yeah. back we have like, like, even like Economides we mentioned the other day no no, no. no. I I think we have enough mm-hmm. in the squad that Ange is looking at and experimenting with yep. to be able to go into that Asian Cup and win it okay it, it's not that much worse of a squad than mm-hmm. it was in 2015 okay. No, fair enough. I think. Okay. No, fair enough. Well, look, mate, we might leave it at that tonight. I think that uh, that Socceroos chat could, after we've seen the two games in the next couple of days in, turn, in terms of the A-League players, I think it could be a nice little topic to talk about maybe next we could week. Do a, maybe do, do a quick one? Yeah. A quick, quick pod? Yeah, definitely. Definitely could be something we could yeah do next week for sure. So, mate, with that, I will say thank you very much. And uh, to all of our listeners, uh, let us know your thoughts especially that chat that we've had about Honda. I think it's something that's going to come up again and again this season. But uh, I will say that I think we are we are potentially very seriously potentially looking at our greatest marquee and the biggest, yeah. you know, game-changing move that we've made in this game. And, um, yeah, the, who, who's the... your favourite marquee? I'll put it out to the listeners. Who's your favourite marquee this season? There you have it. You've heard it here first. The question has been posed. There you go. From all of us here on the bench, the two of us, <laughs> have a good night. Take it easy. See you, mate. Ciao.